And I believe, as you start recording, that mm-hmm. we've only just begun. Lindsay doesn't know this because um, she's homophobic. When it's this good, there's no saying no. I want you so I'm ready to go. Ready? Through the fire, oh. to the limit, to the wall. I don't know the, the verse ever of anything. Wow. Uh, well, the only, because I, I, like, for a while I was bored um, and was trying to get good at Ashaka Khan, and I think uh, I nailed it. I think you did. Well, the one line I do feel confident in is, you're not trusting your heart to anyone. <laughs> Which she says, Heart. Heart. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, um, if that's bad, then we get to cut it. Uh, no. Yeah. That was, I know how I sound when I sing. That was karaoke. Okay. Too beautiful for this podcast. <laughs> um, welcome back. Yeah, whatever. Uh, hi, my name is Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman Sisters. And this is I'm on my period piece. A uh, podcast, if you're just joining us for the first time on episode 136, where we talk about period pieces. Oh, yeah. Costumes and generally fancy men if we're talking, you know, pre-early modern era. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, we've been doing a lot of 20th century. Yeah, I was about to say, you, That's girls, where we live. you thought this was going to be a Regency podcast. It's um, it's not that, girls. It's more not than it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, that's because people really love to... The, the, um, the window of things that we romanticize is getting smaller and nearer. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, So it's yeah. like... We are nostalgic for things that were like 10 years ago. So yes. period pieces are getting closer, yes. in my estimation. Yes. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems to me that there's like a glut of 20th century period pieces. And before any of you start thinking you're going to make one about COVID, don't. I won't watch it. Simply don't. I'm not going to watch that. I shan't. Um, um, when people tried to do that in the moam, babes, why? <laughs> not doing it. I simply wish not to remember. We don't. Yeah. We're, this, yeah. Uh, what you saw. What you, people should do, in fact, instead, is I would prefer just, like, way more, like, 12th, 11th century kind of stuff. Okay. Need more medieval content we in my do. life. Yes. Agreed. Um, anyways, before we start talking about the film we watched this week, which we left you guys hanging. Oh, my God. It was Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe, mm-hmm. uh, starring Kate Hudson and a bunch of other dudes. Bunch of guys. She's, she's not going to give you any other person on the billing. Kate Hudson and company. <laughs> company. Zoe Deschanel, uh, Faroujah Balk, and then some that's, fellas. And that's <laughs> all I can think of. Uh, but before we start talking about this film, as is our custom, mm-hmm. bitch, let's sync up. Oh, please. What have you been up to? Well, I mean, I think we can spare each other uh, in some regards as we spent a full week together. On a family vacances. On all vacances. And yet, in some ways... During the day, they were parallel vacations. They really, I feel like everyone had a parallel vacation. Yeah, it was a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And mine was caring for children. (laughs) You did play on X Games mode. (laughs) It was a lot. (laughs) Mine was uh, Dink. And you know what? I love that for you. Uh, Dual income, no kids. Dual income, no kids. Uh, Yeah, I mean, okay, Craig and I drove into Toto Santos for a day. That was really cool. Um, Did we go to, we went to Todosanos as a family, right? Yeah, like 15 years ago. And also, there was another, there's another place that we went to, was La Paz. Is that on the way, or I didn't know that we ever went to La Paz. I thought we did, because that's where they had filmed the um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I thought that that was in Todosanos. Maybe it was. But La Paz makes more sense. I remember we went into some place, and there was like a framed photograph of the cast of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And they like signed the wall. Maybe it was La Paz. Yeah. I, is it so not? So La Paz is, is quite a bit further. Yeah, because I remember it's on the, the trip we took took a long time to get to where we were going. So yeah, maybe I haven't been to Toto Santos. was like a drive to San Antonio. Okay. Maybe with no I traffic. haven't been to Toto Santos then. You have. Because so okay. we, we went to the Hotel California. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. It's, no, it's very chic, though. Um, and on it, like, I think there's a lot of expatriates there. I get it. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would do it. Um, and then there's like, uh, there's a surfing village on the way that's very close called Pescadero. Okay. Um, and that's actually where Liz Lambert has that hotel, the San Cristobal, which oh, we tried to okay. stop at, but just didn't shake out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all told, I read two books oh, good on the for trip. You. I read good Play It As It Lays by Joan Didion. Would you recommend it to me? I would recommend it. Here's what I'm going to say about it. Um, okay, and then I also read Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse. Hey, okay. uh, just a light flex. 
well, betrayed whom? Both of them, I was telling Craig, both of them like are products of their time. And there were words that if anyone we was around me, <laughs> they would be looking at that and be like, oh, Tommy Laren in the pool. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, Joan Didion was just very casually thrown around the F slur about <gasps> homosexuals. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I think at the time that was probably the word for her circle. Yeah, I heard grandpa say it. No, a few Grandpa's times when different. I was a kid. Grandpa's He's different. different. <laughs> but I wonder if that was like a, it was a slur people just said. Well, John Diddy yeah. was hanging out with a bunch of artists in Malibu. Like, yeah. it, was, you would think. it was probably giving very like, I don't know. You know, maybe she Casual. heard them refer to each other as that. And I think like, that's what it is. And she was like, it's my word too. It's like, <laughs> I don't think so. But it was also like 1968 when she wrote it. Right. So whatever. I'll give her a pass because she's Joan Didion. Yeah. Um, very sad book. Yeah. Uh, they made a movie version of it with Tuesday Weld. Who is uh, Tuesday Weld? I don't know. I just know the name. I love that name, it's though. It's a great name. Tuesday is I a I was cool thinking about it. I was like, would I name a little girl Tuesday? I would. No, it's but a do I have name. an affinity for that day of the week? No. In fact, I would tell you it probably ranks seven out of seven on mine. Right. Did you know that the days of the week correspond to different planets? Yes. I just recently learned this. Like, jueves in Spanish is like Jupiter's yeah. day. So Because it, it comes from, like... The Norse gods, which are tied to the planets, right? I think so. Something like that. But like, like Friday is like Freya day. Yeah. I was born on a Friday and I can't remember what planet that was tied to. Oh, I haven't thought about that astrologically. That's yes. I saw someone say that. And then like Parker and I, I was, our anniversary is next week. And our first date was on a Wednesday night, which Wednesday is ruled by Mer- Mercury. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Gemini is ruled by Mercury, too. Like, that's, oh, a, huh. that's an auspicious day of the week for me, I guess. I was born on a Wednesday. I'm trying to remember. I think... I think Craig and I's first date was on a Thursday. Thursday. I don't know. Well, you could look it up on a calendar if you know the date. But. I don't. I know the date that he asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh, well, that's In important. line for the bathroom at a oh, curb. That's um, cute. But, and that was a Saturday. Classic. Classic. Anyway, read those books. Great. Um, you got some tan. I got tan. Yeah, I did. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. I got a very so-so massage. Mm. I shouldn't complain. But, like, let me tell you. when no, you're but it sucks when you, like, shell out money. Yeah, I shell out money. And you're not relaxed at the well, end of Well, and I was, like, booty-ass naked. Because we were, like, mm-hmm. in a, it was a couple's massage. Mm-hmm. And then this gentleman comes in and starts rubbing Craig down for, like, 20 minutes before anyone comes in to handle me. And so I'm just, like, I can't even get up without, you know boobies in the air like, i paid the same amount as this gentleman why is mine shorter it's not right it's but not. it's okay that's um anyway I've been, i still keep watching that stupid ass show on abc what is it a million little things <laughs> i like i don't i'm not happy with myself about it <laughs> it's and it's like it doesn't it doesn't scratch that this is us itch it's worse yeah by a measure of 20 you know what you should start watching instead is parenthood that scratches the same itch it's very Dramatic. I thought about that. It's very sweet. I don't, the thing is, I don't need to invest myself in another show. It's just I just got to see this through. Yeah, I see that. That's where we are with it. But Craig T. Nelson on Parenthood. See, I don't need. I don't. A I know I'd love it. I know I'd love it. So, so I won't. Yeah, and Bonnie Bedelia, incredible. Oh, come on, that's Macaulay Culkin's aunt. Aunt. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and she plays Zeke's wife. I'm trying to remember what her name is, but like they're just a very. It's a very cute family. Huh. It made me suspend my dislike for Dax Shepard for a little while. That's going to be a hard one for me. I just don't trust him. Well, I don't, I don't trust why, him. I don't like... I don't like him or his wife. I mean, well, when people make their, their relationship their cash cow, mm-hmm. it, it... Tell you what. It doesn't make me mad at them. It makes me uncomfortable with them. Yes. Because it's like, you have put something very important in a position with too much stress on it. You, right. Your relationship cannot be your yes. income stream. Yes. That's gross. Exactly. And like that makes me think about uh, a couple years ago in Cabo. I need to reread this book because it stuck with me so much. I read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. Mm-hmm. And she talks about, um, as a creative type, if you have another way of making money, do that instead. Because putting your... Um, your hobby, your things that you love to do as your money-making thing is putting too much pressure on that relationship yeah. and ruins the fun of it for you. Yeah. Which I think is true. Like when people are like my kids, my family life, all that is like fodder for my money. Yikes. Well, and then it's like, I don't know. It just, 
Are you manipulating your wife? It puts you in wife? a voyeur position of your yes. own relationship, too, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah. And I don't like that they look like each other. No. And yeah. I say this as someone who looks like her husband, but, like, I mean... They don't look exactly the same like they do. We don't look do. exactly the same, yeah. but we look a set. Yeah. To y'all be go, certain. Y'all go together. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, don't care for Dax Shepard. Yeah, no, I, I also, I think I, and I'm actually probably certain I've said this on this podcast before, but I, I feel, he did some like very goofy heist movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember the one? I don't the remember one? the one, but. Could you, in fact, maybe go to his internet movie database? Yes, I can gladly do he that. He has a page on that website. <laughs> Unbelievable. Don't give anybody don't one give of those anybody a page now. <laughs> <laughs> um... There, okay, it was like... Hit and run? What year was it? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. It was like 20... We're somewhere in the zone of like... 2012? 10. Yeah. What's it called? Hit and run? Hit and run. Is she in it too? Uh, maybe. Let me look. He was also in Chips. It wasn't Chips, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, she's in that. Okay. Yeah. So we had a family friend who posted a review of this movie on her Facebook. Thank you. I needed to know. And she just was like, Doc Shepard, Kristen Bell, absolutely brilliant. And I remember thinking like brilliant is the most misapplied word for, for those this, two, for this kind of content. I don't even need to see it. A priori. I know that like, no, it's not brilliant. It could not be brilliant. <laughs> and if that is in fact, as high as your brilliance meter goes, like the, you're going to use that word for this. It's like, bleak days it's like that time do you remember when we were at a family friend's yeah, function yeah i know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> and she was like you haven't read twilight yeah I remember you're that. an english major and i was like babes <laughs> i'm an english literature major right it's <sighs> twilight's not literature if you're having fun reading it god bless go you know go I know. with god I, but I need to like check my like let people have fun things it's truly no. that's that's but i feel i feel like but that was her trying to literature shame me and that's not literature it's a beach read and there's a place for it it's just there's not same for, thing. for sure and again i just feel like maybe the word brilliant i can't gatekeep it but no. like of course but, but maybe if you say everything's brilliant then nothing's brilliant and and that is subtweeting our dad <laughs> phenomenal. phenomenal phenomenal it was phenomenal <laughs> anyway oh God. tell me about your vacation well where um, i was also there well girls uh it was a different experience with two children um I, I think what we kept saying was, like, this is as hard as it's going to be with the two kids because, like, when Matilda was two, that was the year she climbed out of the crib and scared the absolute shit out of me. Um, that was the first night of vacation. She climbed out of her pack and play and ran towards our bed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And we barely slept that whole week. But at least then there was one of her. And now... There's two children. You got and all Tig is kids. very sweet. She's very helpful. She but she's very high energy. So she like thankfully, like y'all and mom and dad like kept her out of the pool for a little while, a couple days where we like took Marigold back and let her nap. Um, but Marigold is like at that age where she's like, I, I can hear you, but I'm not going to listen. Like <laughs> so she'd just be running at stuff. Like it would just crack me up because you'd be like, hey, and then she'd just pick up her pace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she, but her personality was like so funny like saturday morning as we were leaving for the airport you and dad and craig all witnessed it was like so funny she was like trying to eat something and she just goes hey hold this and handed me her passy and i was like what just i just never seen a toddler say hey <laughs> and also that she calls you mom and dad too mom like, and dad. what who, a teenager who is mom and dad so i'd have to like um rock her to sleep at nap time and at bedtime but I was actually pleasantly surprised to find that like we were able to get her down and I was still able to play games every night like I was expecting that one of us was gonna have to miss out on games like nearly every night and thankfully we got to play with y'all every night but um but we, we kept being like next year when she's three it should be a little bit different like she'll probably be sleeping a little different and she and Tig can like sleep in the same bed and then when she's four they can maybe sleep on the pullout couch like we just kept thinking like oh it'll get in easier. a couple of years it'll the get easier year for it was sure. a really weird and it was also like being there in June is so hot it is just really 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 hot Dude. and i kept trying to tell parker and craig like you guys don't understand in march it is absolute perfection it yeah. is so dreamy in is it march. it crisps up at like 82 degrees yes. in, in high noon it's like pleasant like you can definitely be out in the pool in your swimsuit like in the middle of the day but then like it cools down in the evening so you need a light jacket like when you go on the boat at night it's like mm -hmm. you gotta bring a little sweatshirt it's nice and fun but the prince Aso was parker's he said that was his highlight of his trip and oh I was like, yeah that's really cute like 
I don't know that he'd ever. He said he thought that he'd been on a catamaran before, but I don't think that he. No, it's had. so much better than the other booze cruise. It really is. It's so much better. So, yeah. anyways, but yeah, we uh, Matilda lost a tooth in Mexico. Um, we did not have any small American dollars, so we gave her a peso note <laughs> and a note from the. La Ara de Dientos, which is the tooth fairy in Mexico. I love that you made them regional managers. Mom made this up, and this is a very <laughs> Janet thing. And she said, make it in the note. If you want to have this exchanged, I'm saying this quietly in case she's like still oh, like... Oh, I was wondering why you were doing if this. If you want to have these converted to American dollars, put this under your pillow, and my sister will come and exchange them. <laughs> and she was like, there's more than one tooth fairy, Mommy? There's sisters? And I was like, yeah, I bet there's one for different regions. And she was like... <laughs> Wow. So she told her teacher yesterday there's like 20 different tooth fairies. It was so cute. And then Saturday morning, the day we were supposed to leave Cabo and come back home, what a day that was. Oh my gosh. There's an update to the pile of shit that happened that day that I have not yet told you. It's just a small thing. But so um, Tig woke up at five Saturday that we were leaving and was like, Daddy, I don't feel so. And he was like, get to the bathroom, get to the bathroom. And she She's so a pro at making it to the toilet to barf. Like, she's never just, like, barfed out in the wild, ever, in mm-hmm. her entire life. I don't know how she does it. Because I, if I have to go, it's... Yeah, it's, it's just going to happen. where it's going to be. Um, so she barfed, like, I don't know, six or seven times that morning. The last time was when we were all at brunch, and she, like, puked in the bushes at that restaurant. I was like, sorry, you guys. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. Okay. I could but but I, I don't think anyone else did. Yeah, nobody was, like, talking about it, so I was like... Okay, maybe they don't know that this is happening, but um, and then she didn't throw up after that. Like once we got to the airport, she was just really tired, so sleepy, so sleepy. But she didn't throw up anymore, and she made it home just fine. But we, the Cabo Airport, oh, was honey. an absolute <laughs> shit show. Wow, I don't want to talk about a disaster. A disaster. Like, they were not even remotely prepared for the number of flights that were all supposed to take off at the same time, and so like the Southwest ticket gate was just stupid it was like we were in line for an hour and a half probably yeah and it was hot so and then hot. by the time we got up there they were like they told you and craig this but we didn't hear it y'all's flight is boarding in 10 minutes and so we were like we were like where'd they go like did they get their security already or whatever and then you were trying to call me but your fl- your calls weren't coming through. yeah because we just left y'all for dead well no we, were like, we, were like, we didn't know if you're behind us or in front of us and um I had been telling Tig, like, once we get through security, like, we'll be able to go to this little lounge and, like, relax for a little bit. We did not have the time. There was no... It was, like, get to the airport, stand in a bunch of lines, and immediately go to your gate. And then they didn't even have, like... They didn't announce, like, when families of small children could board. So we had to, like, do that after the fact. And then they were like, oh, you can't bring that that, um, car seat on. And I was like, like, fun, I can't. I am absolutely bringing this thing on the plane. Like, I paid for a fourth seat... She's too small to buckle into the car seat or the seatbelt. Like, it's coming. And then she didn't really argue with us beyond that. So, I it, mean, was a, it was a full flight. And I think everybody that got on there was just like, we've been through the fire together. I just, like, it, it was a, a situation. Uh-huh. It was a situation. It was a situation. It felt like very Ellis Island yes. type beat. Yes. <laughs> trying to get yes. on the plane. And, like, there's this kid in front of us. He's got that haircut that the TikTok stars have. Oh, where yeah. It's like soft shorn like a lamb on the side. And yeah. On the top, it is just curly little mop. Yeah. And he is taking several attempts at a, a Snapchat of himself like ruffling his hair. Oh, so it was like, it, no. it was very studied because I saw it be studied. Yeah. But he was trying to look like, oh, whatever. I don't care. And then like shot it off to a bunch of people. I asked him, so there's a girl I work with who's got uh, Gen Z siblings that live mm. in the same house as her. So uh-huh. she relays things to us. About how they live. Yeah. And I was like, how the other talk lives. to me about Snapchat. And she was like, it's the stupidest. Like they will take a picture of just the floor and be like, hey. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. And anyway, like that that kid was doing that, and I was just like taking a look around, like taking everything in. And a minute later, our father, who cannot bear to not talk to a human for more than <laughs> ten seconds, 10 if seconds. he's on vacation with his family, no, he's not. He's there to make friends. <laughs> he, lo- he is the most extroverted person I've ever right. met in my life, other than maybe Tig. She's yeah. like on the same plane as him. Well, and so he like just. I guess this kid's wearing some article of clothing that indicates that he fishes, and he's like, hey, what do you catch? Oh, like, God. Dad. He answered, Dad didn't give him, like, a cooler or whatever. Like, way to go. He was like, I caught a marlin, a big one. <laughs> 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 Shut up. 
Oh, why less why do men talk like that i don't know <laughs> well so then we get back to austin and thank god thank god something went right was that the austin baggage claim and customs was about their business that day okay um because when we got off the flight i found that my baby had puked and that while holding like her on you <laughs> while holding her to try to get her to a changing station poop got on my dress unclear still if it's gonna come out I oxy cleaned it but it's still stained there were like a few moments on the trip where you would look at me laughing and you were like don't you want kids ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like one of those moments where I was like I know that she's actually trying to prove the opposite but right. lord <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's something um they're so cute though it's like I can't be mad they're funny but it's just like girl they I'm tired I need a break cute kids. um and so anyways uh we got through security really quickly our super shuttle wasn't like super long after that we got home and parker's like unpacking and he goes um did you happen to take marigold's passport and i was like no No. and he's like i have three passports i'm missing hers and i was like what the hell oh my god oh my god so he called the austin airport and sure enough the customs lady like accidentally just handed us three of our four passports but didn't bother to yell out after us as we were going through the door like she just thought it was cute hey hey, i mean it is a cute picture she's got little piggy tails in come on it's adorable like a frowning toddler come on (laughs) yes and so they were like um you'll need to bring her in to collect it and parker was like um she's in preschool i don't want to like drive her all the way out to the airport when she could be like in daycare and then so they were like he was like can i just bring her like birth certificate like how many kids are named marigold for one thing right and also i called you about it right i wasn't like hey what passports you got there <laughs> you know for a baby in fact yeah i'm looking for one for like a two-year-old last name short you got anything like that right i mean come on so anyways i'm gonna have to go um try to collect that tomorrow uh what love to drive out to the airport but anyways you know we're home we got unpacked we got our house clean today we're all we're gonna survive and then parker and i are going to sonoma a month from today so i'm like whoo okay all right i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna sleep on that trip i'm gonna swim i finally ordered some more swimsuits too because you had that cute swimsuit and i was like damn i feel like a total chode on this trip (laughs) and he's like you were like oh no god i'm chuggy oh no making me sad like i didn't mean to hurt feelings with my drip no you just came out looking all cool and i was like damn it i'm wearing this like eight-year-old swimsuit in this stupid cover-up that i hate and i meant to get a different before the trip but like i just didn't find one (laughs) you come out like well rested in your cute olive-colored high-waisted bikini with your like san jose robe and i was like damn it i'm not (laughs) cute anymore Uh, but it inspired me and i'm finally gonna get some summer drip because it's good you should well every time i come over you're like actually dressed and like wearing makeup whereas in fact today but i am wearing sunscreen every time i come over it's like sup you're wearing your diane lane earned to unter der sona de toscana yeah that's a great shirt it is it really is her face is so so blurry so washed out so washed out but like i am in fact the only person i know who has a t-shirt of the under the tuscan sun the german poster for under the tuscan sun yeah totally um anyways should we talk about this flick i guess oh yeah i mean uh we're already 23 minutes in i was wondering it seemed like we did a lot good thing is this movie is kind of just like no worries yeah so Uh, it's a lot of vibes from 2000 i think that's right yeah let me durable check but i had not uh seen this ever before yeah 2000 that blows my mind because i came across it in high school high school and i felt like it was a good thing for me to come across yeah i bet it was you know it was good vibes um the music's great so this is a fun fact and i don't remember which guitar hero it's on but Mm. one of the ones for the ps2 okay so it's guitar hero one or two but the uh what is the band's name Stillwater. Mm-hmm. one of their songs is on there is that a real band no i didn't think so no it's a movie band um and i was about Absolutely. to start singing this everyone so- oh it was movie. fever dog okay okay which feels very like um jackson maine mm, yes the music yes it's like black guys hypnotize you know truly everyone was in this it's it's a packed cast mark maron was in it who is Mark Marin in this movie? Promoter? Uh, Eon Bailey, I recognized him. Huh. Holly Perrette was in this? Oh, was she the woman at the office? Nick Swardson? 
who the hell was Nick Swardson in this? He was insane Bow, uh, Bowie. Oh, the Bowie uh, fan. I don't. Mitch Hedberg was in it. Okay, see this Eagles I, Road Manager. I mean, I thought are that you he kidding was already me? Dead at that point. Sadly. No. And um, then um, who was Mitch who was the little guy? He was very young in this movie. Jay Barucho. Jay Baruchel or Baruchel or however yeah. you say his name. Yeah, he was in it. Um, truly, absolutely. Like I was watching the cast being written at the, at the beginning. They have it like they're someone's handwriting the names, and I was like, "Damn, I didn't know Francis McDormand was in this." Oh yeah, I knew Kate Hudson and I knew Patrick Fugit were in it, but I didn't know who everybody else. Like I didn't know the rest of the cast before going into this. Yeah, and I, I told Lindsay before this, I didn't rewatch this for this because I did watch it um, in December. Yeah, well, actually, it turns out it was November because I texted Emily about it. Um, but I was like, I had, it was before, yeah, anyway, I had thought that the beginning was like in Santa Barbara, but it's in San Diego. Yeah. Um, which looked super cute. Like Christmas in San Diego in the sixties. Come on. It looks cute. And his mom, okay. So it's this little boy, William Miller, Patrick Fugit. Mm -hmm. Adorable. As a kid, he's played by the guy that's, what's his face? Michael Angareno. Michael Angareno. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and Zoe Deschanel are the children of Frances McDormand, who's a widowed professor. Yeah, I think but so. But she was, like, such a square to be a professor in San Diego. Well, she was, like, a very... She's a psychology professor, I think, right? Yeah, but she gave the impression of being, um, I would say, is is second wave the right yeah, feminism maybe. that I'm yeah. thinking of? Because she was very dogmatic over... Yes. And impractical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I mean... Not here for anything resembling, like, a free love drug situation. No, no. It seemed very, too, one of those things where, like, she was widowed and therefore, like, hyper-controlling of, like, I'm the only parent. Yeah. And so I have to, like, keep the... You keep know... things in line, you I, know? I... I I'm thinking now that, like, I, probably the reason I thought it was kind of, was Santa Barbara, because is that this movie reminds me of 21st Century Women a little bit. Which I've never seen. Still. Oh, my God. Which is also, it's set in Santa Barbara in okay. 1979. Okay. And it's also, like, a single mom raising yeah. a, a teen boy yeah. kind of thing. Um, but she has, like, a, it seems like she has a very different relationship with her kids. Her oldest, Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. Anita, leaves home to become a flight attendant. And it's very, like, because you're so controlling. She plays America by Simon and Garfunkel, and she's like, this is why I'm leaving. Yeah. Which, name a prettier song. Oh, my God. Every time, and for whatever reason, this has happened multiple times through the years where all our friends asked that we, like, put together our, like, you know, Desert Island. Right. 25 or 100, whatever. It's going to be on there. If we whittled it down to the top 10, I think America would still yeah. make it. I, it's on beautiful. My top 10 list. It's beautiful. And I also love the first aid kit cover of it. Yeah, you know the thing about those girls' voices is, is that uh, beautiful? Your, your period just started. Yeah, like no, exactly. <laughs> Every time they sing, I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty. It's, it's so pretty. Someone in Georgetown um, was like singing, uh, what's that song? The I'll be your da da da. Oh, um, Emily Lou. Yeah, they were singing Emily which I, mean, I don't know if you, I think it's there's a, a video song. of them singing that to Emily and it's like, well, why don't you just kill me? Right. Why don't you just come over here? Since you're so busy. Slip my throat. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> she getting clumsy. The microphone fell onto my chin. Yeah. Which, if you've seen my chin, it's like they want to make out anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Zoe De Chanel, um, Anita. What a name! I know Anita. It's cute. It's a cute it's name, a cute isn't name. it? Anita Miller. Yeah, I feel like you don't really hear a lot of like cute Italian girl names. No, you any don't. Longer. You don't. But at the same time, it's not like I looking the way I do can name my kid like Maria Anita. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, anyway. Lucia. <laughs> Lucia done. <laughs> um, so she leaves him all these records. He becomes... Patrick Fugit, whatever, Michael Ingram, yeah. I know. What is the guy's name? William. William. Um, he becomes a music nerd. And, and he is so cute. So cute. And, like, such a crush I had on this young on man. On Michael Fugit? I, he still I, looks Patrick cute. Fugit. I Patrick always Fugit, had a yeah. crush on him because he's yeah. cute in this, he's cute and saved, but there's like yes. something about him that was trustworthy. But I think his character also felt very like I could relate it to that in high school because yes. I had extremely, and it's not just pick me taste, it was like, oh, she wants to beat people to the punch and isolate people with right. her taste kind right. of music in high school. Um, so anyway, he. I, I don't remember how he comes to meet Lester Bangs. So he's like a fanboy of Cream Magazine. And yeah. that's, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just recently saw there was a, a Twitter 
like meme that was like name someone who has was in a movie for 15 minutes or less but completely impacted the plot and somebody just posted him mm-hmm. um he I just read he was only available for filming for four days and he had the flu the entire time he did such a good job yeah, he's so like great. really he's like the fairy godfather of this movie mm-hmm. so he is the editor of this like i guess it's supposed to be like an indie like a paste kind of a magazine yeah. um a music magazine it's not as big as rolling stone and uh he is in town doing a radio interview and so william goes and finds him at the that's radio right. station and talks to him and gets his advice and william uh, that one thing that's crucial to know is that he finds out in the first 10 minutes that he's actually two years younger than he thought he was oh yeah i forgot his about mom that. Had lied to him because he's like advanced and so she had him in like i don't know seventh grade with a bunch of 13 year olds but then he found out he was 11 and so when the, the majority of the plot of this movie is happening he's only 15 mm-hmm. um but he's a senior in high school so he's supposed to be graduating so anyways he gets advice from Philip Seymour Hoffman who Lester who tells him like you know don't become friends with any of these people they're all phonies people use each other in this world like try to keep as much of a distance from them as you can and he tells him he'll pay him like what 35 dollars for like a thousand words about this band Stillwater Stillwater mm-hmm and so, oh no, initially he tells him he'll pay for him to go to, it's, um, who are they opening for? Oh. It wasn't on. Grateful Dead. It was like, uh, oh shoot. I don't remember. Um, it was another one of those famous, Black Sabbath. That's right. Um, so he goes to Black Sabbath's show, tries to get in. And that's in LA, right? The show that he goes to. I think to. so, yeah. yeah. His mom drops him off and she just yells, don't do drugs. So he is trying to get in the back door and ends up meeting Penny Lane, played by Kate Hudson, and then a bunch of other girls that call themselves Band-Aids. And they like to fancy themselves like muses, kind of. And you know, part of me is like, tell yourself that. Yeah. Like, that's cool that you have that sense of agency. I think totally. I did some interesting thing in terms of giving a little bit of dignity to the groupie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, because she's like, we're not groupies. Groupies, like, throw themselves at band members and sleep with them. Like, what they, what the Band-Aids say that they do is a little, like, more sophisticated. And she's like, all we do is blowjobs. We don't actually, like, have sex with them. Whatever. Right. Um, but it, was she based on that girl? What was her name? The one that had, like, she dated... Bowie and Mick Jagger when she was like 15, like so young. Um, I know it's not Marianne Faithful. No, it's but um, I, I know who you're talking about, yes. Um uh let me find her name. It was like Susie something. Lori Maddox. Oh she sometimes went by Lori Lightning. Um, is she the one that started making the plaster cast of the paint A is? Maybe. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, so he kind of, she's like a, would you describe her as like a manic pixie dream girl type? Because I don't feel like they give you much depth on her. They just give you, she's just doing cute, fun, adorable things all the time. I would, I would say yes, but I actually don't think so because I think that you see a lot more of her interiority than you do Russell in yeah, some ways. Or that's at least, true. At least half and half. That's true. Because I was, I just reread Steppenwolf. Not reread, I read it for the first time, but like it's over 100 years old, and there's a character in it that you could argue is a bit of a manic pixie dream girl, but then I was like, I don't know. Like, there, there's something to be said about, like, why can't she just be like a wizard type? You know, like if, right. her, if her role is to move the plot along and to help, like, right. Unless she is just like highly quirky and annoying. Yeah. Then oh, I she's don't... based on someone actually named Penny Lane. Penny oh, Lane interesting. Trum- Penny Lane Trumbull. Huh. Yeah, and I guess, and to your point, too, she doesn't, her role is not to, like, make a man better, which is often the trope of a manic pixie dream girl. No, like, it's just her thing, but I think that she would say her purpose is to, right. like, bring that the music, but, like, right. she actually, you see a lot more of, like, her involvement and, yeah. like, her troubled relationship to how she's viewed. Yeah. I actually think it's a pretty well fleshed out character in yeah. some ways, and her relationship to William is so interesting. It to me. is, it is. She's like kind of his um, his entryway into all of this. Yeah. Um, also, I'm reading that so the the band aids are loosely based on the Flying Garter Girls group, hmm. which uh, and some so other women have kind of been put forward as maybe Penny Lane's um, inspiration. One of them being BB Buell, which is Liv Tyler's mom. Okay, I was going to say, I've heard yeah. the name B.B. Buell. Yeah. So, um, oh, also, by the way, uh, the music supervisor on this movie 
first of all, snapped. But it's Nancy Wilson. Yeah, she wrote. I think she actually got an Oscar, and she should have. Um, Um, She she co-wrote a bunch of the songs, uh, or she wrote co-wrote three of the five Stillwater songs in the film um, with Cameron Crowe, the director. They were married at the time, Um, and then Peter Frampton wrote the other two. My uh, friend, who is a musician, um, has. Played with heart, right? Played with, well, open for heart and then like done a few like showcases with Nancy and I've heard that she's just like the loveliest person on the planet. She seems cool as hell and she's Uh, also really hot. And in fact, she's extremely hot. Yeah, like good for her. Uncomfortably so, I would say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I I feel like it's worth mentioning. Okay, so from here at this point, like he is, you know, he writes up a thing for the show but then the Rolling Stone editor ben fong torres yes who i just a real person it's a real person so is lester bangs oh really Um, i didn't know that okay it's bangs right yeah i think that's right um he uh offers him more to do like follow them for a stint on the tour and do like more of a cover write-up yeah um i was trying to gets like a little bit of traction yeah they're like i'm trying to think of like how i would describe them in today's music I don't know, like, like almost about to happen kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the name almost famous. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which I feel like in the 60s, like, really was 80% of, there like, There were so many one-hit wonders. Yes. That it's, it's kind of like that thing you do, like the Oneaters, the Wonders almost yeah. take off. They, you There's know. so much truth to that. Like, yeah. Because it's probably why, like, everyone, our parents' age seems to like circle around maybe 10 bands because yes. like the rest of them it's like well, what am I going to do like super invest in like people that had one hit who was me? question mark and the Mysterians you know right. like, and then it's like when you find out like we were just listening to REO Speedwagon before this and I'm like I didn't realize all these songs were by them it's like there's so many bands where it's like with Steely Dan there's a just a ton of hits by, like, I, a couple of bands. Sorry. Our father revealed to us on this trip that he does not like Steely Dan. And you are shooken. I by am! That. Because I can't understand it. Like, <laughs> be, like Dirty Work? It's a great You're song. You're going to listen to Dirty Work and tell me that song doesn't absolutely shred. It's so good. And they played it when we were at Flora Farms, which I was like, <laughs> it's a good song, Sir, he dude. He also said Paul Simon was overrated, which is, um, like, incorrect. What are you, fight. a Garfunkel man? We're going to fight. Paul Simon is absolutely underrated. He's a treasure. I wouldn't say he's underrated. He's just rated. He's, he's rated. appropriately rated. I'd say he's rated. Um, but I realized, like, because Dad had a few questions about him, and I was like, oh, I actually know quite a bit about Paul Simon. You love Paul Simon, yeah. I love Paul Simon. He's I mean, my, I love his he's music. He's my pocket I don't know. prince. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's such a good guitarist, too. People don't really talk about that, because he's not doing, like, well, like, no, it's pretty. It's just he, he's like more of like a classical guitarist. Yes. Than anything. it's great. Oh my god. Anyway, so Ben Fong Torres, which I was just skimming through his Wikipedia to try to figure out how he came into that position. If he was like the first editor, I wasn't sure. But the one thing I did read is that his father was Chinese, but due to the Chinese Exclusion Act, pretended to be Filipino. Damn. To get into the country, hence why he adopted Torres. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That's sad, and also. You forget that the Chinese Exclusion Act was a thing where, like, the no, racism they was just about it out there. On, um, on, uh, John Oliver this week. It was, like, their main story. Uh-huh. It was about, like, the, basically the arc of the Asian American experience mm-hmm. in the U.S. and how, like, the phrase Asian American was initially, um, supposed to be, like, a rallying cry to, like, help create solidarity between these disparate groups. But now it's used as, like, a way to flatten the experience and kind of be like, well, the Asian American community is like the model minority and they're, but like people within that, within that group are like, okay, I'm Chinese American. I'm Filipino American. I have very, we have very different experiences Oh, wildly. or people that are like, you know, descendants of refugees have a very different experience from people that I mean, I feel like you could follow that down a step further into African American as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, just, that it, worth watching. That was really interesting. Speaking of, you know, Ben Fong Torres' family's experience. But yeah. Um, anyway, so he follows Stillwater. The rest from here, it's like, I don't quite remember because it's just so episodic. Yeah, it's one of those like um, classic like band on a tour kind of a. You gotta you know, love it. I love It's like just a bunch of like goofs happen. I was looking up like references to real life and it's actually just too heavily borrowed from real life yeah. to even like dip into it. Like, yeah. okay, when he says I'm a golden god, apparently like Robert Plant said that. You know that was supposed to be, that role was supposed to be played by Brad Pitt? No, that would have been really hot. And he looks like a golden god, so it would have made a little more It would have, it would have been too on the nose, I think. Yeah, it would have um, been. I'll, although I will say the, the whole look 
mm. on Billy Crudup really worked for me. It worked. Yeah. Oh, we should, we Same should with say Jason Lee. Jason Lee and Billy Crudup are the two main guys in Stillwater, and there's two other guys in the band that, like, sort of... Yeah, Noah really Taylor much plays their manager. And I like Noah I Taylor. I like Noah Taylor a lot. Um... I always confuse them with Ben Mendelsohn if I'm not looking closely enough. And there's good reason for that. They look the same. They both have that, like, you know what? They're not slender British. They're kind of slimy British, even though Ben Mendelsohn is, in fact, Australian. Australian. Yeah. 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 And I also get them mixed up with the dude that played... Wasn't the guy that played Jess's dad on Girls? Or was that Ben Mendelsohn? That was Ben Mendelsohn. Um... Yeah, he was also in the Mother Lover movie. It's not an episode if I don't bring up a door featuring, <laughs> featuring Naomi Watts and uh, Robin Wright. I love that you say Naomi as I, well. I, I, it's a, it feels like a distinguishing choice. Like you, <laughs> won't, you won't forget me now. <laughs> the girl who says Naomi Watts. Naomi. Um, anyway, they hire a new manager. I remember that being the drama. That's um, uh, Jimmy Fallon. That's right. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon playing an absolute cheeser in this. He was still in SNL at the time. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a young thing at that point. You forget that he actually used to have like a pretty cute face. Yeah. It's yeah. not... Time hasn't added to mm-hmm. his treasures, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, but uh, during the time that they're on this tour, Penny Lane is hooking up with Billy Crudup's character, whose name is... What was it you said? Russell. Russell. And it's, like, a known fact that he has a girlfriend or fiancé or somebody. Yeah, like, waiting for him in New York. Waiting for him. And that seems to sort of be, like, this uncomfortable, like... A detente. Do they have an understanding or, you know... Um, but, yeah, William is, like, this little babe in the woods kind of character. Like, he's getting exposed to all kinds of things that a 15-year-old does not normally get to peek behind the curtain at. And they, like, will not sit down and give him an interview because yes. they're viewing him as an enemy. Yes. They literally call him the enemy. Yeah. Which is hilarious. He's like, we he's, play music for the 15. fans, not for the critics. And he's, like, this 15-year-old boy who's, like, a huge fan of yours. Right. Like, come on. And it's, like, it's interesting because he gets to spend more time with the Band-Aids yes. than anything. And, like, yeah. Man. Yeah, I feel like, you know what I would like to know is Cameron Crowe's star sign. <laughs> oh, go for it. Um, because this, to me, feels like a very Cancer Man I was going to say, yeah. It's got feelings. It's got big it's feelings. It's got feelings. And, and a lot you know, of heart. it's obviously not perfect, and it's... <sighs> was it Cancer? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Incredible. Let me confirm that if July 13th, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Um, wow. It's I'm not Leo until the 21st or 22nd. I Incredible think. for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's certainly not perfect. And it is, this is one of those movies. Well, we haven't gotten to the end yet, but when you get to the end, it's like that, you know, that, that like that pleasant I'm smile on your face. Yes, yes like, I am. That was nice. For today. Yes. yes. Very nice. It's like, there are some worries in the middle, like Penny Lane, when they get to New York and Russell's girlfriend reappears as part of the scene. And she, so Penny gets kind of like shunned and sent away she does overdose on quaaludes yeah she that survives dark. that's dark that's like the dark point in the movie but then she recovers and like goes on this trip to morocco that she's always wanted to go on mm-hmm. and it's like well this is nice i love that she like stays friends with william yeah and yeah. then like i think they they she kind of stepped in where his sister left off yes and then his sister right right and then when he's dropping her off at the airport his sister reappears mm-hmm. and she's like i'll take you home to mom and then that sort of facilitates what looks like just a kind of like full circle gentle like reconciliation like the mom is like i forgive you and she goes i didn't apologize but then the next thing you see they're all having a family dinner like yeah. it's kind of like they're all the gang's back together again you know and it was i think nice. the mom has kind of like learned to loosen her grip because mm-hmm. william being gone like she will call him but like not be able to get in touch with him and just leave messages that say don't do drugs or whatever but she really can't control where he is and i think that's like kind of a okay my kids are grown now i really can't yeah i can't stop them from doing which what is they crazy need to, do. to think of 15 is grown but at the same time like he graduated from high school it, for <laughs> i was gonna say for also for most of humanity right it's like bye right you know right so um and he was like a pretty mature 15 i think you yeah know? i mean he he seems to just kind of like watch all this with like wide-eyed wonderment mm-hmm. um well so sadly he like writes this incredible story and hands it into rolling stone and they're like uh the band denied everything yes because well they get mad because they're like he too accurately described stuff and it doesn't make us look cool mm-hmm. and like 
um, the lead singer, Jason Lee's character is like, oh my God, he said that I said this when I was high and like, I didn't say that, did I? And they're like, yeah, you did. Like, yeah. So they're all embarrassed and they decide to band together and like deny everything. And then um, Russell contacts Penny Lane because he's like, I feel really bad, you know. Oh, Farouza Balk, who's another Band-Aid, tells him, like, we all know what you did to William, including Penny. Like, Mm -hmm. word's gotten out. So he calls Penny, and he's going to try to, like, reconcile. And she's like, yeah, you can come see me. Here's my address. And she gives him William's address. So Russell shows up at William's house thinking he's going to see Penny. And then Frances McDormand lets him in, and she's like, oh, you're Russell. I've heard about you. You know, whatever. And then he calls Russell, Rolling Stone, Russell does, I guess, and tells them, like, no, it's actually true. You can, you yeah. can publish it. So um, the, I would say one thing that did stress me out slightly in it was that the Rolling Stone people would keep calling William and be like, oh, hey, we need your story. The deadline he's stresses me out. written nothing. Like, he's, and he's like, when would he have? Can we also like, talk about Rain Wilson? Oh, my gosh, yeah, he's in this. It's he, like just playing a, oh, what's his nuts? Um, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type. What was his name? Um, uh, Hunter they S. actually Thompson. refer to Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. Is that, yeah, I mean, is that it's, who it's he's not who he's supposed to be playing, okay. playing but he's like styled okay. after him. They mention like we can just give this cover story to Hunter S. Thompson and he'll write something else. You know what's crazy is like how many heavies magazines used to pull in. Because if you really? go to like, oh my God, yeah, like if you no, go to um, room service and like get an old Playboy, yeah, as I do for the literature. Yeah, for the literature. No, but like one of them I bought had like an essay from James Baldwin. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. People don't read anymore. Nobody wants to read. <laughs> Nobody wants to read Nobody anymore. wants to read anymore. And also, like, Playboy, you know, I'm never going to be one of those people who's like, Hugh Hefner, what a visionary. Because he was also a creep. But, like... Total creep. Playboy really was everything one needed out of a magazine. I didn't it was think that movies was and essays. due to him. I think he probably had really good... Probably liter- a light touch. ...literary minds there. Yeah. Because, um, uh, what's it called? Um, you not you must remember this. Lay Do You Remember This has That's been doing right. a series about the girls next door. And so oh, she, man. I love all those girls. Girl, me too. I want nothing but the absolute <laughs> yeah, they're best, the best. They're so honestly... I really and one like, of them came across my like TikTok for you page and I was uh-huh. like, please tell me how she's doing. Doing a lot more lately too. Was Holly the one that was always like like actually very, kind of striking looking? I think she, yes, I think she was. Yeah, um, and she was like always trying to get in the magazine. It, it was seemed like, the, the sharpest of them yes. all, perhaps. And it was yeah, like I a Lucy kind of a thing where she was like, "Come on, half, put me in the magazine." She knew how to be TV. But, yes, and mm-hmm. she was so sweet. You know, I felt yeah. Anyways, but the the podcast was talking about Hef and it's like he was a man child like he literally when they would go to restaurants he would bring his own chicken fingers because he like didn't he had like five foods he ate like he truly acted like an absolute toddler and um just permanent bachelor dumb you know um weird weird guy weird guy abusive guy yeah um but yeah I do think he had good literary editors yeah so, um, anyways, yeah, this movie was great a, time. it's a great vibe. Love the tiny dancer scene. Yes. You can't talk about this movie and not talk about that scene. What was going on in that they scene? They were like having a fight. They picked Russell up from that party where he did too much acid at the oh, kids' yeah. house. And no one wanted to talk to each other on the bus and then they just start singing Tiny Dancer by Elton John. It's a great, great song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Well, and what was another Elton John song they used in this and I was like, this is pretty. What is this? Uh it was something about Alice. It references oh, Mona Allison. Lisa and Mad Hatters. Yes, yeah. Um, I think California by uh, Led Zeppelin is also in this movie, which is a yeah. great song. It was like my um, alarm on my phone for many oh, years. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a great way to wake up. Um, I honestly have very few notes. I think this is yeah, like no, a Yeah, no, it was a great movie. I thought the costuming was great. Penny oh Lane's jacket rules. It rules. All of her clothes were so cool. And the boys, you know, they were doing their grungy kind of like... Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers. Yeah, their kinda. clothes were not remarkable, but they were all kind of hot. They were, yeah, they were that like dirty hot. Yeah, but the band aids all dress incredibly. Faruja Balk had really fun clothes too. Um, really though, Kate Hudson. It's the cool thing about her too is that she kind of like did the rock wife thing after this. Like she did was she, married to that guy. What was his name? It wasn't Ned Rock and Roll Because no, that that's was Kate. Kate yeah. Winslet. Um, no, she was married to that guy from. Black Crows? No, it wasn't Muse either, but it was like a, a, a I'm gonna look Muse looking band. Uh, her first husband was a guy named Chris Robinson, and he was in the Black Crows, yeah. 
Okay, but she married someone else who was in a different um, band after that. Her second husband is Matt Bellamy. Was Matt Bellamy. From Muse. From Muse. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So then wow, who was she, she did, with after that? Uh, now she is with someone named Danny Fujikawa. Who's also in a band, I think. Is he? Um, and then she's got three kids. I think she had her first with her first husband. I'm not sure if she's... Remember, she, she, she... I think it was her son that, like, per some Jewish tradition, she didn't cut his hair till yes, he was, like, three, writer. which I thought was, like, so cute. He was adorable. Writer Russell Robinson. And just, like... Just a pretty family. That blonde. Yeah, then she... Yeah, so she had a son with Matt Bellamy. Uh, actually, she has a... I think it's chic to have one with each husband. Yeah, she has a child with each of her husbands. And her daughter is Ronnie Rose Hudson Fujikawa. He is a musician, actor, and co-owner of a record company. Uh-huh. Um, she first met him when she was 23 through her best friends, Sarah Foster and Aaron Foster, who are She's his stepsisters. Um, yeah, she has a type. She loves musicians. Um, and I love that for her. I think yeah. that's great. Um, anyway, so... She and both of her brothers. Why? 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 Beautiful. Although I'll say, I saw, there's like a rather unflattering Oliver Hudson photo that'll show up when you start Googling him, where it's like he's a bit older and perhaps a beard would behoove. You know, we can't all look good all the time, but uh, I can. You know what I think is funny too, is that her, so Kate Hudson, beautiful, looks exactly like Goldie Hawn. Her sister-in-law is Portia from Search Party. Who is also giving a very Goldie Hawn type of Wait, beat. did she marry Wyatt Russell? Did you she tell me that? She married Wyatt Russell. Oh my god, I love that. Isn't that adorable? And they have a kid together. They just had a kid last year. Wyatt Russell is... So cute. So cute and such a like... Looks just like both of his parents. He looks like a doofy stoner football player. Yes. Which yeah. makes me, like, would not have been my type in high school, but now I'm like, we'll circle back. Well, he also looks to me, I mean, genetics are wild, huh? He looks like if you put a picture of Goldie Hawn and a picture of Kurt Russell, and then you, like, Zoop. merged them. Like, you, you, you just merged them. Uh, that's what you get. You get I, that. I think of his role in Ingrid Goes West quite a bit. Yeah. As, like, an Instagram husband. He was perfect for that. Oh, so good. Honestly, Elizabeth Holmes ate that role, too. Not Elizabeth Holmes. Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen is great. She's great. I will hear no slander about her ever. Not that anyone would try, but she's so good. I agree. Nothing but respect for my Wanda. Okay. (laughs) I can't believe they're doing a Loki show. I mean, I can. Who asked for it? Anyways, I shan't be watching. I mean, I say that, and I probably will. To me, it feels like it's denigrating the brand of that character, because it's like, well, I don't know. I guess the Tumblr girls grew up and have Disney Blue subscriptions now. (sighs) enough enough anyways uh do you have a a suggestion for what you want to watch next week i think we should go further back in time i think that's a great idea um let's pause okay hold on let's pause to la huerta all right folks we have landed on bell starring gugu and batha raw yeah and tom felton for some reason as oh. in the little oh, dude. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, little, didn't know that one. Little Slytherin piece of shit. What's his name? Um, Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. And also Matthew Good, who famously a friend of the pod. We love him. Matthew Great. Um, we love him. Love him. And then uh, who was our other boy? Tom Wilkinson. You know, Tom Felton Tom doesn't Wilkinson. look that bad in this, but I do think they really kicked his wig back a little too far. Yeah. I'm yeah. just Googling it. It's not looking great. But uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I'm excited to watch it. It's apparently based on a true story. Okay, great. So, you know, I, I, let's do it. Let's get All into right. it. All right. Uh, until next week, y'all, you know, I don't know, get some sun. Do what you need to do. Go take a walk around the block. All Touch right. some grass. All right. Touch bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>